The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Let's Talk More Action podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and should not be construed as advice, nor do they necessarily reflect the views of Community Action Council's governing bodies, leadership, or staff, or our funding partners. Community Action Council is a private, nonprofit, and nonpartisan organization. We do not support or endorse any political candidates. <laughs> This the city's number one podcast. Love the topics, the guests, and all of the contrast. They ain't focused on the views and the traffic. What's the point of shining if no jewels for the masses? We gotta spread the news of our passion. Service is a verb, now that's community action. Yo, everybody, let's talk. Nothing talking ain't enough, so everybody, let's walk. We all want freedom, the eagle and the stars. But the only way to reach it, meet the people where they are. Unity's the only way to fend these atrocities. You and me together can eliminate and this is just a vessel of expression to make sure we stay on the message of progression yes everybody let's talk bring your ideas and together we walk are listening to Let's Talk More Action. My name is Cameron Minter. I am your co-host and our host, Sharon Price is in the building. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Cam. How's it going? Uh, it is going wonderful. Mm-hmm. I am so excited. I'm ready for the weekend. I'm ready to go. Uh, look, so am I. I am ready. Look, <laughs> but getting ready for the weekend, Cam. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in a situation where you had a hard time forgiving somebody? Mm, mercy. Continually. <laughs> Continually. And, and and I know that it's not good for me to have that. And I'm I you know, I'm 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 a man of faith, so I'm praying about that. I'm praying that um, some of those situations will be resolved in his way. But it's just it's it's a challenge dealing with unforgiveness and the problem is is because of us you know we are the only ones you know a lot of times people be mad and they don't even know that you're mad at them. <laughs> Look, I'm over here, man. I've been mad for all these this long, long you're time, just, and you didn't wasting, even know I was mad. Wasting energy, <laughs> and 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 you know, so that keeps you in bondage, and, and I don't want to be in no bondage. So I gotta, I gotta let that go. Now, sometimes that that causes me to step away. <laughs> you know, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I got I gotta move on. You know. Well, but let me ask you this: yeah. How quick are you to forgive somebody? Ooh. I, Do you forgive people as quickly as you want other people to forgive you? Uh, I try. It's it's a he challenge. He said, I try. It is a challenge. It is truly a challenge because there are some things that are rooted in um, generational uh, bondage and, 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 and issues that are not resolved just by you saying, hey, I'm going to forgive you because you still have to interact with them. You know, sometimes with my mom, I, I, I feel that same thing. And, you know, I, I, I haven't talked to mom in a while, and then I call mom, and then it's the same thing. And I'm like, this is why I don't call, but I love you. Now, now, we're going to do distance. better. We're going to do better, Cam. Yes, we're going to have to because, uh, you know, it, time is short, and time is not promised to anyone. And even though there's pain that's rooted in 
years, it, it, it still is important to sev- uh, sever that, that hurt, to get rid of that hurt, to move on with the relationship. And that's the tough part. That's the tough part. But we got some people in the house today. We got Listen. somebody yes, in the house do. today who's going to help us with that. Listen, we've got Angela Allen Johnson, and she has got a book right hot off the press. Hot off the press. Hot off the press. And hopefully, once I read this, this is going to help me. Okay. It's going to help me both ways. Oh, because you you didn't testify yours. (laughs) No, I didn't testify, but what I will tell you is sometimes I have a hard time forgiving. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I'll just put something it to bed just let it mm-hmm. go but it's still festering in still there festering, yeah. you know and so whatever or whoever i am having a problem with they've moved on and they don't even realize that i'm still stuck Absolutely. feeling this these kind of ways but angela's book is going to get us back on track the healing power of forgiveness welcome angela thank you guys thank you for having me so what made you or inspired you to write this book well, it, it, it wasn't a book uh, that I wanted to write because I knew um, that it was going to come at a, at, a, at, a, at a severe sacrifice. I knew I was going to have to be transparent. I knew I was going to have to remember things that I didn't want to remember. Mm. And I knew it would awaken attack in my life currently. Right. So right. with those things being said, um, I, it wasn't my idea. <laughs> Uh, but it is a topic that needs to be the need to, we need to be having conversations about things just like this. Forgiveness is very important because and one of the things when when Cam and I were talking and when we were talking offline as well is that really forgiveness is for you, exactly. not necessarily for the other person. Mm-hmm. Holding on to unforgiveness is almost like a poison. You know, it's like, um, I think I've heard it said, um, holding on to unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person will die. (laughs) 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 Because it has so many chemical uh, things in our bodies when we hold on to it, especially as we get older. So the stress and the weight and all of those things are very unhealthy for us. Not to mention it's a spiritual principle that the Lord wants us to follow. Say that. Well, I know. He says to forgive what is it? Forgive others as, as you I, want. As, as, as I have forgiven you. you. I mean, yeah. those, those, that is, that is the basis of when I'm dealing with unforgiveness. I've got to forgive because even when I'm doing my best, I'm still not there. And so I'm like, okay, God, and He still loves me. He still, okay, all right. That's my guy. That's mm-hmm. my, that's my example. It's true. It's true. Um, forgiveness. When he asked you to forgive someone, I think we should be in the mindset of how many times do I mess up in a day? Absolutely. Right. You know, I love him dearly, but I'm a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, I, as long as I have on this earth suit, I'm going to struggle with doing what's right. And so he wants us to be the example in the earth. I mean, he the Bible even goes as far as to say, if you don't forgive, I won't forgive. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that I need, <laughs> I need a clean is slate. To need that grace, you Daily. know, to need that mercy, <laughs> and it not be there for me right, because I'm right. holding it away from someone else. Mm-hmm. So it's very important. Um, we, we're not going to hit perfection. Um, he counted as righteousness 
if we follow the tenets. He didn't say perfectly. And that's why we're enjoying this wonderful week, a holy week, um, the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate forgiveness. You know, when he was hanging on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. And they were gambling for his clothes at his feet. Mm-hmm. Wow. So when you were going, you started writing this book during COVID. Yes. And so that was a challenging time anyway. Yes. What kind of emotional, because I'm thinking that when you start taking stock of the times that you've forgiven people and situations in order to get the text ready for the book, what kind of process was that for you um, emotionally, mentally, spiritually? Well, I had just retired. I retired in um, 2018. And when you walk away from a job after 20-some years, you know, there's a lot of baggage that goes with that. And and my initial thought that I was just going to unpack some of that badge, ba- uh, baggage and bring clarity um, to how we're treated, you know, on our jobs, our bosses being women of color, brown, brown and black women. And I started off thinking, okay, this is going to be very cathartic for me. I'm just going to, you know, talk about how I survived and, and some of the principles I used to forgive in that environment. And as I started that journey, he kept going back further and further and I kept saying, well, wait a minute. Now, wait, hold on. Now, we, we're talking about this right now. And he was like, but what about that? Mm-hmm. And what about that? And and the further I went back, the further I had to go back. Because I thought I had taken care of um, a lot of unforgiveness. And what I had done was sweep it under the rug. And I was starting to feel kind of emotionally challenged. And I was like, where is this coming from? He said, you got some work to do. And when, when I tripped over that lump, the, you know, you're going to trip over it more than once before you recognize, sure. Oop, you know, this is the issue. And when I tripped over it the last time, I said, okay, I'm going to have to just deal with this. And basically, I didn't go to other people to deal with it. I dealt with it within myself. And after I dealt with it within myself, I started writing about it. I started writing about the things that had me stuck. Because, you know, we were all at home, you know, we were all... Some people was getting on each other's nerves. I'm a homebody. I'm an introvert <laughs> with an extrovert's job. So I love to be home. You know, I was having the time of my life. And he was like, okay, time to write the book. <laughs> <laughs> and so then as I began to unpack it and begin to see the value in it um, and and begin to examine why this, why I was holding on to this. What was, what was my motive in holding on to this? And when I was able to let it go, I felt freer. I felt it seemed like when you practice, because it's what it is, it's a practice. Yes. Because every day you get an opportunity to practice. That's right. Whether you're in traffic and somebody cuts you off, you know, um, God won't even let me argue with people in my mind. Because if you argue with someone in your mind, when you see them, you've already rehearsed what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't want to say it, you vomit that out on you know, well, when I see her again, I'm going to tell her how I feel. <laughs> nobody wants to know how you feel. <laughs> nobody. Nobody wants to know how you feel, I promise. And so <laughs> you have to, you know, that has to be a practice. And so once you get started, once you started releasing, I heard you um, talking about someone earlier. Once you, and the definition of forgiveness, and you guys are going to love this, the definition of real biblical forgiveness is to forgive someone for hurting you and then allowing them close enough to hurt you again, knowing that they will. Mm. 
Well, that you know. <laughs> look, look, Sharon said, "Okay, well, you can we'll put that. We'll put that on the shelf. That self help is gone." Yes, that is the that's the biblical definition of forgiveness, is to forgive someone and allow them to be close enough to hurt you again, knowing that they will. Now, that doesn't say that you have to keep dysfunctional people in your life. Right. That that is not that. When you know you have to keep distance for your mental health. You do. And um, there's a book called Irregular People by a woman named Joyce Landorf. And she talked about there's some people in our lives, our children, our spouses, our parents, that we're just not going to, it's not a good fit. We're not going to get along with them. We're not going to agree with them all the way. And so, you know, like if it's just a regular person off the street, you can say, well, I won't see the grocery store lady again, you know, for smashing my food. Or I won't, you know, see the guy who cut me off or anything like that. Uh, When it's family, you have to just know that you're doing the best that you can. Mm -hmm. You're putting your best foot forward. You're putting it out there that I'm going to honor you as my father, mother, daughter, son, um, you know, you're you're my family, so I'm going to have to keep you close. But you just have to know that's how that person is cut. And when you re- realize how a person is cut, you just accept that and you don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. But the more history you have with the person, the more difficult it can be. You know, the longer you've been with the person. Like recently my dad passed, and my sisters and I are having to deal with his estate. And I've seen a part of them that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, if I don't eat it, I can't serve it. (laughs) Right, right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like, okay, you got this book out, you can't show off, you know. Uh, But, you know, he's wanting us to just know that this is for your good. This is something that's going to help you. This is something that's going to, if we're going to be his ambassadors and people see us walking in unforgiveness, it's a hard sell. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think for me, because I'm thinking about a lot of things while you're talking, and I think that there's a difference in the way that I feel when, um, you know, if it's a person in the grocery store, you know, if you disrespect me in a grocery store, you know, I may take a deep breath, sigh, be a little bit aggravated. I don't necessarily feel that I owe that person forgiveness. It doesn't hit the same way as it does when it's somebody that's close to you. Yes. That is feels different and it takes me to a different level see when you doesn't feel the same see the definition she gave it it, it reflects a a parent and a child relationship how many times has your child lied to you or hurt you or said something or did something to you but you can't you can't throw them away right 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 you got to still forgive and move on and that's how the father is with us you know we we mess up all the time and well and knowing that it's going to happen again because it's and why does it all feel as though it's the people that are closest to you that can hurt you the most? And that's I think it. that's because, because you, you, you bring them into a place, place. where they can be yes. close. And that's that's the definition you gave. Mm-hmm. Ben, you have to be vulnerable. The people closest to us are the people we're most vulnerable to. Mm-mm. Because they all, the people that are closest to you also know where that space <laughs> is yes. that they should not enter or it's going to be a problem i know that's right angela it's been a pleasure having you on the show today thank you so much for your knowledge thank you for your obedience in writing the book and uh and so the healing power of forgiveness where can folks get your book angela 
Uh, I am on Amazon.com. I am on BarnesandNoble.com. You can um, hit me up at my website, www.TheAllenJohnsonGroup. My email is AALJohn5.com, Yahoo.com. And you can contact me also on Facebook and um, Instagram. The Healing Power of Forgiveness, Angela Allen Johnson. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You've given me a lot to think about over the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) You are listening to Let's Talk More Action. This past year has highlighted the strength of Community Action Council. Every day, our staff works together to help families recover from this crisis. We're educating children at home and in person, helping parents who lost their jobs, and helping households avoid eviction. Our work at Community Action Council has never been more important than it is right now. So why don't you join us? We have employment opportunities requiring a range of skills from entry level to advanced. Apply online at commaction.org. That's commaction.org. Community Action Council has funding available for those struggling to pay their utilities through the LIHEAP Spring Subsidy Program until June 2nd or until the funds are depleted. You must have an appointment to receive LIHEAP benefits. For more information and to apply, visit us online at comaction.org. That's C-O-M-M action.org. Children love Head Start, and you will too. Community Action Council's prep academies are hiring now. Head Start is an early childhood education program for children from birth to age five. Help us give more children the Head Start advantage. Teachers, what are you waiting for? Join our team of dedicated education professionals. Apply online today at comaction.org. What are you waiting for? Welcome back to Let's Talk More Action. Today, we're talking with Danielle Sanders. She is the Director of Community and Resident Services for Lexington. Welcome, Danielle, to the show. How are you doing this morning? I am doing well. Thank you for having me. So glad to have you on the show. Well, and you know, Cam, Danielle is one of our newest board members at Community Action Council. So that's, I know, that's an extra boom-boom Yes, 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 yes. So, Danielle, tell us, what, what do you do? The Director of Community and Resident Services for Lexington. What does that mean? Okay, so Community and Resident Services, for most people, they remember it as Adult and Tenant Services, oh, but the name changed about yeah. two years ago. So it is a division of Lexington Fayette Urban County Government under the Department of Housing, Advocacy, and Community Development. And so our office, we do a number of financial programs for the residents of Fayette County. A lot of people know us for rent, mortgage, and utility assistance, but that really is just one component. We have about 10 programs. Um, Some of the programs that we do, we provide water assistance. So we do the H2O program for the Kentucky American Water Company. We also provide assistance for LexServe. So people are getting these LexServe bills that they haven't been paying for a while. 
Um, right now, mm. we offer... Because we're like, you can't turn my toilet off. Oh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but they, they can. can. Yes, they can. If you get that 10-day shut-off notice, please pay attention because yes. your water will be shut off and you will be using ta- uh, that, that reserve two-gallon water to brush your teeth. I don't know if anybody remembers those days, but every now and then, you got to break out that reserve water and be like, don't flush that toilet. And so, um, if you get a 10-day notice, I can only speak about it because right. I might have to. Right. Um, in there, done that. <laughs> so, but yes, yeah, so um, those 10 day sh- shut off notices are, are valuable if you see those in the mail, if they come. And if you don't have the funds, like I said, our office will pay 50% of that and then put you on a repayment plan for the other 50%. Um, other programs that we do street tree removal, if there is a tree between the sidewalk and the street and the city comes in and cites you for that, there may be assistance for you to get that removed um, oh. for 100%. There's a housing repair program right now through code enforcement. And so if code enforcement comes and cites you for something, maybe siding or gutters or painting, um, and you need some housing repairs, there's some grant funds that pay 100% of that if you qualify. Solarize Lexington just began a few weeks ago. And so there's a Tell grant. us, what is that? Solarize, oh. Get rid of that. Get rid of that electric bill. That's what it is. And so it is a program where they are putting solar panels in roofs and the city received grant money for that as well. And so some folks can qualify for 100 percent to get solar panels installed in their home. And so we are doing the screening process for that. Um, Other programs we do sidewalk replacement. If the city comes out and cites you for your sidewalk, if you qualify based on your finances, you can get your sidewalk repaired. Also, we have the sewer landfill and water quality fee. A lot of people don't realize that their LexServe bill really has three components to that. So you can get your LexServe bill assistance with that financially, but you can also get a discount based on your income or if you are 65 and over and make $25,000 or less a year, where you can get a, a 50% discount on each of those different qualities those different components of the bill. Um, One other thing that we do, we do replacement housing. So if code enforcement comes in and your home is condemned, this happens a lot of time with rentals. And if there is a condemnation, they will give you a piece of paper that says, hey, call community and resident services because they can provide assistance. And so we help with a short hotel stay, generally three to five days. But then we also help with $1,000 to help you find um, replacement housing. So you guys have a lot going That's on. That's a lot. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. It's hard for me to keep up. There's. We also have a social work program. A lot of people don't know about our case management program, but um, I don't. I'm one of those people. Oh, me too. No, oh no. Let me bring <laughs> you into my world. Come, 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 come. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> That's probably the most underutilized component of our program that folks don't know. Um, so we actually have three social works, three social workers, and a social work supervisor. And a lot of folks don't have anyone, especially older folks. Um, They just may not have family, and we consider them a vulnerable population. And so if there are folks out there who don't have assistance, kind of doing some of the basic needs, making sure that they have food, getting to doctor's appointments, having someone go with them to the doctor's appointments to understand what's taking place, that's what our social workers do. They do case management. They are in the homes more than they are in the office. And so they are assisting these folks in different ways. We also have a rep payee program. So if you receive Social Security income and maybe someone may be taking advantage of your income, you just can't manage your finances well, we actually receive that check, pay all of your bills, and then give you a weekly allowance based on what you have left. 
to help you manage and be able to oh, stay wow. in your home. Yes. Wow. I'm, I'm noticing a pattern here because everything that you just mentioned is kind of reflective of some of the things that we do and how we're trying to, you know, make connections in the community and, and take care of those needs. It sounds like that's a passion, especially since you are on the board at Community Action Council. Is that a, a passion of yours? What, what's going on with that? Yes, my, my passion is to help folks. Mm-hmm. Um, prior, I've been with the city for two years. Prior to that, I worked with Kentucky Drug Courts for 20 years. And so my passion really is to see people do better. When you know better, you'll do better. And just life is too short. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things that we are bogged down by, right. we could do something about. Right. And so, you know, let's figure out ways to educate people. Let's figure out ways to help folks. And let's figure out a way to get them in a better place than they were before. Absolutely. Let us do better than what our parents and our grandparents Come did. Come on. You know, I'm here to like, I want to break some cycles. I know that's right. <laughs> and so one of the things that, that you're doing right now is you you're, you've have, have done in the past and you're preparing to have these tenant right um, workshops again. Yes. So why is that important? Well, what I noticed, so in my office, too, we have two folks who take calls daily for landlord and tenant issues and concerns. Um, and when I say daily, I mean daily. We get calls all the time from people wanting to know, is my landlord allowed to do this? Can the tenant do that? What I mean, yesterday I was covering the phones and someone said, you know, she was a landlord and she said, I was wondering what are my rights when my, when my tenant dies? Um, she had a tenant that passed away. And so I just noticed, like I said, we're, we were getting the calls and we were well, getting... does the lease end at that point? I'm going to be honest. I'm still trying to be educated. I couldn't answer her question. I had to give her to my other two folks who are experts mm-hmm. because I wasn't positive. And I said, I don't want to steer you wrong because this is the first time I've had this question. So I'm going to give you to them. <laughs> but my goal is I'm constantly trying to be educated. I'm going to Absolutely. a housing conference next week in Louisville because I'm, I'm still trying to find out exactly what all the rights are. Um, so I, I honestly can't answer and I don't want to answer wrong. Right, <laughs> Just in right. case somebody needs the answer. But what I, I know guess I never thought about that. I know. Yeah. And like, I mean, does the lease end? Do you have to wait for probate court? Are you allowed to just put things out? I yeah. mean, there's a, that's a real, like I said, right. last week, somebody else, we had a call and the landlord, um, there had been the condemnation and the landlord started putting somebody's things out on the street. And the tenant was wondering, you know, are they allowed to do that? And I was like, no, that I did know. That is not legal. Like, even with the condemnation, Mm -hmm. and even though a condemnation voids a lease, um, you know, you still have to go to to eviction court as a landlord to be able to actually evict someone. But with the tenants' rights workshop, so we had our first one last year in May, and then we did did another one in July or August. I can't remember. We did a Spanish-speaking one, and then we had a third one in November. But kind of the thought behind it, was really let's educate the folks before the problems. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, a lot of time we get calls and it's after the fact. Right. And so if we could educate people before they sign the lease or if we could educate people before the, the tenant, the landlord goes downtown to evict, maybe we can stop some of the problems. And again, people just need to know their rights. Um, you know, some of the conditions folks will go into and even sign a lease for and it's like whoa whoa before you do that let's let's make sure some things are in place and do you know what do you know what your lease says or did you just sign it because you needed a place to stay so we're just well and with the housing crisis in Lexington um I could see someone get in a situation where a place to stay is better than no place to stay yes and unfortunately that is where we are with a lot of folks however just think 
if the public were educated and enough folks started saying, no, this isn't acceptable, mm-hmm. what would these landlords start to do? Right. Right. So. Well, we need to get people on track here. So are you working with the Tenants' Bill of Rights? Um, I know that there have been a lot of efforts, um, you know, because they they haven't been quiet about it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, do you have an update on that or where, where that's going? I'm not working with them directly. A few of those folks are on other committees with me and other boards, so I, I'm a little bit informed. But as far as direct work, they have not come to me directly and said, you know, What's your opinion on this, or can you help us with that? Um, what are some of the things that they're wanting in in their Bill of Rights? I know one thing um, that they've been very vocal about is discrimination regarding source of income. And so what I believe they're wanting is for landlords not to be able to discriminate if someone receives certain vouchers. Right, mm-hmm. right. So. That was a big problem um, during the pandemic when rent went out the roof and then trying to find another place, even if you had some, you know, one to pay right. or, or, or subsidize that, um, landlords were like, no, <laughs> we're not doing that. Right. Well, and someone called me Friday. Um, uh, I don't know the exact group, but a landlord group and invited me to speak to their group in May. But really on this issue, she said, you know, I'd like for you to come and to talk to them about the benefits of receiving the voucher. And I said, okay, now I just want to make sure you understand. I'm not with Section 8. I'm not mm-hmm. from Housing Authority. And she said, no, we just want you to come, though, and just talk about the benefits of, you know, if you take a voucher. And then also, if someone cannot pay, what resources are out there? So that landlords know, um, you know, just, just because someone has a crisis or a financial moment, that's not the end all. There are there are resources. There are ways to still be able to work with that mm-hmm. that tenant and get back on track. And so, what I think I hear you talking about is a working relationship between the tenant and the landlord working together. Exactly. Because life ha- life is going to happen. Yes. You know, you might be able to pay your rent on time every month for the last five years until something happens that interrupts that. You know, and was a tenant? Does that tenant warrant? Um, necessarily an eviction because they're in a space for a moment in time. Yes, it's no different than any other relationship. It's communication. Things happen on your job, but if you don't tell your employer, hey, you know, to be able to go into your your boss's office and just have a moment and say, you know what, can I just tell you I'm having a moment at home. I'm having a crisis. I know I've been off. If you could give me a little bit of grace, maybe just for a couple of days, for a week, look at my track record. That makes a big difference. And the same thing with landlords and tenants. Hey, you know, look at my track record. I've, I've paid my rent on time, but this is what I have going on in my life. If you could just give me two weeks, I'm trying to get back on track. I'm willing to go out here and Uber or whatever I have to, to do, do to get back on track. Or I've, I've talked to these agencies and I'm willing to give, I signed a release of information and you can talk to them to see what I'm trying to do. You know, a lot of it is communication and it would save so many people, even the landlord. The filing fee of going downtown. Right. The attorney fee. The time you spend in court. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, like I said, most folks want to do the right things and are trying to do the right things. I think think I've got one burning question Uh that I know that my (laughs) listening audience (laughs) may want to know. And you may not be able to answer, so this may, you know, be okay. putting you in the spot. But if my landlord is not repairing the dripping sink and I decide I'm not going to pay... Uh, percentage of the rent or I'm not going to pay the rent. If I say nothing else today, mm-hmm. come on, let me say this. I very knew it. Clearly. I knew it was hot. 
<laughs> I know it was a hot topic. Like I want to like whisper it, so I want to make sure everybody's. I get everybody's attention. That's it. Come on. No matter what is going on in your household, you must pay the rent. Boom. Dang. If you go to court, that will not work as a defense. Wow. I don't care what is going on. Unfortunately, I understand from a tenant standpoint. Rent must always be paid, but that's your defense when you mm. can also go to court. Documentation is mm. key. As a renter, document, take pictures, take videos. Make sure you back your things up with text messages, emails. Phone calls are great, but I'll mm -hmm. say just like I tell my staff, I may call and talk to you about something, but afterwards I may send you an email that's not me trying to be nasty. It's me <laughs> documenting just to make sure that all bases are covered. And so I would say the same thing for a renter. Um, now, there's a way to handle if something's not being repaired. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, um, we, we, we talk about this, but we don't necessarily, we advise, Legal Aid of the Bluegrass talks about this. Um, but there is something where you can pay, you can have something repaired and send your landlord a notice. You send. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know all the technical terms, but it's basically you send in writing that you have this repair. They have 14 days to fix it, I believe. If it doesn't get fixed, then you repair it by a reputable company. It mm -hmm. can't be Miss Sharon from around the corner <laughs> who says you yeah, don't really have a problem. Seat, and here's a receipt, <laughs> um, and then you can show that, and that can be document that can be deducted from your rent so much. But it's not the entire rent. It's only a small portion of uh -huh. your rent. But like I said, I don't. There. Don't just go doing that. Call our office, call Legal Aid of the Bluegrass, so you have the exact way of how to make that happen if you need to make a repair like that. But please pay your rent. If we learned anything today. Please pay your rent. Please pay your rent. No, no matter what the <laughs> circumstance. And I know there are some bad circumstances. However, when you don't pay your rent, you put the judge in a very hard position to be for, as a defense for you. One more time, when's the workshop? The workshop is on Wednesday, May 17th. It will be at the Central Public Library. There will be two sessions, 10 a.m. until noon, and then 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. There will be presentations from Legal Aid of the Bluegrass, Code Enforcement, Kentucky Fair Housing Council, and then on that's the first hour. And then the second hour is a panel discussion, and we will have some of the Fayette District judges on the panel as well to answer questions. Wow. Sounds like something we need to be in attendance to. I abso absolutely. <laughs> come absolutely. On, come on. Louisville uh, just copied yeah. us last week. See, Louisville held on. one. Northern Kentucky's getting ready to have one in a couple of months. So we're on to something hot here in Lexington. There it is. Come on there down it and is. find out your rights. Yep. Information and knowledge is power. Get down there May 17th to learn more about the tenants' rights and the workshops. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been Absolutely. a pleasure. Yes, thank and you. And you are a source of information that will probably be back soon. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I was already trying to think, right. think through What's my next? calendar. Yeah, she's getting back over here. <laughs> Thanks, right. Danielle. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. You have been listening to Let's Talk More Action. <laughs>